the Lord uh, put this message on my heart a couple weeks ago that perfect love casts out all fear. So I wanted to do part two. We begin part one last week. If you missed it, you can uh, catch up online. That perfect love casts out all fear. Let's pray and then we'll begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, that your word is alive and full of power. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit who you have given to us to teach us your word and to reveal all of the deep things about you and about your word to us, that, that he opens up and unfolds your word to us. We ask him to do it this morning. We thank you, Father, for giving us understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's begin right there in 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, and I'm going to read this morning from Barclay's translation, first of all. 1 John uh, chapter 4, and I'll begin reading in verse 7. My dear friends, we must love one another, for love's source is God, and to love is to be God's child and to know God. Not to love is not to know God, because God is love. As far as we are concerned, God's love was displayed in all its splendor by his action in sending his only son into the world. And so through him giving us life, the wonder of love is not that we loved God, but that he loved us, enough to send his son to remove the barrier that our sins had erected between us and him. My dear friends, if God loved us like that, it is our duty to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God becomes an integral part of our lives and his love is perfected in us. The proof that our life is joined to God's life and that his to ours is to be found in the share of the spirit which he has given to us. Further, we declare from personal knowledge, because we were eyewitnesses of the facts, that God sent his son to be the savior of the world. If any man accepts and states as an article of faith that Jesus is the son of God, God enters into his life and he into God's. As for us, we have personal knowledge of and faith in the love which God has for us. God is love. So then, if a man lives a life of love, I love that, if a man lives a life of love, he enters into the life of God, and the life of God enters into him. So what we're talking about today is how to enter into the very life of God and how for the very life of God to enter into you. You might say, well, I'm born again. I thought that Romans 5.5 5 said that the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. Well, that's true. But there is a legal side uh, to our redemption and there is a living vital side. And so John is talking about the living vital side. That God is love, so that if a man lives a life of love, he enters into the life of God. It's almost like you have within you, you know, a potential energy. Uh, before I've talked about where you'll have like uh, for a bomb or a weapon of war, you'll actually have like a nuclear weapon has so much potential energy. Uh, but it's not in usable form until it's activated. And so, if you enter into a life of love, the very life of God becomes active form in you and to you. Oh, it's so good. Um, so, God is love. Verse 17. As far as we are concerned, love reaches its peak 
in that we are certain that on the day of judgment we have nothing to fear because our relationship to this world is the same as his was. In love there is no fear. So far from that, perfect love banishes fear. Perfect love banishes fear. Let me finish before I get right there to our, the main subject that we're talking about. Fear is connected with punishment. If a man is still afraid, he has not yet experienced love in all its perfection. Our love it has its source and origin in God's love. For God loved us before we loved him. If anyone claims that he loves God, while at the same time he hates his brother, he's a liar. For if a man does not love his fellow man, whom he has seen, how can he possibly love God whom he has not seen? And indeed, the commandment that he has given us is that the man who loves God must love his fellow man too. Now let's go right back up to verse 18. In love there is no fear. So far from that, perfect love banishes fear. Fear is connected with punishment. Now, this series uh, the Lord put on my heart when I was praying has to do with our relationships and who we're in relationship with and the status of our relationships. So I've kind of used uh, as a maybe a word picture example my own children in that uh, when you have little children, we have four little children, and so many times uh, they'll make a mistake and they'll do something that they know they shouldn't be doing. And, uh, you know, as a parent... Depending on maybe how many pressures you have on you at the moment or your state of mind or how much sleep you have received uh, in recent times, uh, your, your flesh can kind of rise up and your flesh can kind of try to uh, dominate you before you even realize it. But I think one of the greatest truths that we could get from looking at the life of Christ, from feeding on the Word of God, from allowing the Spirit of God to make real to us the words of God that we have written in the Word of God is the truth of love, and specifically here in 1 John 4, that perfect love casts out all fear. Or you could say mature love banishes all fear. Or love that is mature will cause fear to go away. And so when you think of, say, a little child approaching you, and maybe they did something they shouldn't do. Maybe they uh, took something that belonged to their brother or their sister. And maybe this is like the 10th time this has happened mm -hmm. and you have told them again and again. Well, what's going to happen is your flesh is going to tire of that. And your flesh is going to want to lash out and say, I told you, don't you do that. But you know what? That little child already knows what they did was wrong. And that little child is already conscious that they messed up. So if you, if you think for a minute, the way the one approaching you that has messed up, the atmosphere in which they're coming, they're coming guilty. They're coming knowing that they messed up. Many times thoughts are already coming, bombarding their, their mind saying, you're so stupid. Why do you keep messing up? Why do you always fail like this? Why do you always do that? You know, you're just, you just can't ever do anything right. And then in that atmosphere, whether it is a, to a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a friend, a coworker, in that atmosphere that they're already in, 
if we respond out of our flesh mm -hmm. and we don't respond from the love of God that is on the inside of us, endeavoring to express himself, if we don't re respond that way, then we're just going to pile on. So now we're just one more voice. And in the case of children, well, then we're a voice of authority. In the, in the case of marriage, then we're well, probably the most intimate or close relationship that this person will have outside the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth. And we're speaking uh, out of our flesh, and we're speaking words that actually don't build up, but words that tear down. There is he that speaketh like the piercings of the sword, but the tongue of the wise brings health, uh, Proverb we learn in Proverbs. And so it's so important that perfect love casts out all fear. And this is one of the ways you can know and I can know that I am operating or that you're operating from the love of God that is within us because that kind of love is going to set aside our own thoughts, our own desires, uh, what's easier for us and yield to the spirit of love that's within us and then surround that person in faith and love that, you know what, you can do this, I know you can do this, that the first thing you need to know right now is there is a love that goes beyond the mistake that you have made. It doesn't matter what mistake it was. It doesn't matter how many times you've made that mistake. But there is a love, and it doesn't even come from me. It comes from him that's in me. There is a love that conquers all. And there is a love that conquers all of those mistakes and all of that barrage of thoughts that try to uh, distract you and try to get you to, you know, that what the devil wants to do is he'll put thoughts in your mind, and he will trip you and make you stumble and then he'll point at you and blame it on you and say why'd you fall because he's evil and he does not love you there's no love in him but god is love and perfect love casts out all fear perfect love casts out all fear i want to read uh, real quick it just left my notes here but i want to read for you first uh, corinthians 13 4 through 8 talking about the perfect love or the mature love. And this is, this is in the Greek, it's agape. And this only comes from God. I can't produce this in myself. You can't produce it in yourself. No man could produce this. This is the substance of which God is made. And it is love. It is agape love. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, in the Amplified Translation. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, and does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It's not rude or unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it's not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it, and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Well, you, you read this list and you realize uh, this has to be something that's outside of me. But really, it's someone who is inside of us. We just have to uh, yield to the Holy Spirit and yield to that love that is within us. Uh, this kind of love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. It bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person, and its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. And so, you know, as someone that wants to be perfected in love 
and and give this kind of love to someone else, you got to meditate on this. You got to feed on this and say and speak that over yourself, that the love that is in me is ready to believe the best of every person. So I'm going to believe the best. You you know, one translation says, love puts the best possible construction on every single situation. In other words, love believes the best. Like we said last week, God is on your side. And if you're operating in this kind of love, you're not against anybody. You're not even in neutral towards people. But you are on their side. In other words, if, if I'm watching one of my little kids go through something, I can be, well, I'm the daddy and you're the child, which is true and there's a realm of authority, but it's so wonderful to be able to come put your arm around them and say, let's walk over this bridge together. Like uh, her pastor Mark Hankins say, recently actually he was talking about uh, when he was around some horses and, you know, they talking about training horses and he had asked uh, someone that was experienced at training horses, how do you get a horse to go across a bridge, you know, a young horse, because they'll go and they're kind of rare up. And um, I even think it was when he was a child. And the old trainer said, well, you just tie them to an old horse who's already been there. And so you can come right alongside your children and you can take them in your arms. And many times I do that to show love immediately in a situation when I know that they're aware of uh, the gravity of the situation, uh, the gravity of the mistake that they have made. And so instead of, you know, just immediately, well, you know, you shouldn't do that. I, I say, hey, you know what? Daddy loves you. Uh, and I believe you. And we're going to get through this. And, you know, I make sure that they're, they're rooted and grounded in love, the God kind of love. That in other words, my relationship with them, I'm not approaching them right now uh, based on their mistakes. I'm approaching them based on love that I give freely that they didn't do anything to deserve. And that is exactly how God looks at every one of his children. He loves you that way and he loves me that way. And his love is perfect. It is fully mature. And his love casts out all fear. So, you know, you can look to God, your father. And if you're born again, he has become your father. And you can look to him. And you'll notice every time that you've messed up, you turn to him. Never once did he condemn you. Never once did he say, well, you're a waste of time. You know, I've, I've given all I'm going to give for you. No, he has perfect love towards you. And he believes in you. And he believes that if you receive of his life and of his spirit, that all things shall be possible to you. God is a God of love. Uh, love is one of the most significant subjects, one of the most significant substances, because God himself is love. And faith works by love. We read last week, Mark eleven twenty-two through 25, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God or lay hold of God's faithfulness. And then he talked about speaking to the mountain. And then he talked about whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. And he talked about how much uh, what we say has to do with it, that we not only have to believe, but we have to say, we have to speak what we believe. And then those things come to pass. But then verse 25, he said, and when you stand praying, he didn't say after you're done praying. He said at the moment that you are communing with me, that you are talking with me, at that moment, forgive if you have any little thing against anyone. 
that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you. What does that mean? Well, you know what? If you have any little thing that you're holding against people, your faith towards God will not work. And so uh, examine yourself today. Examine yourself right now. Just, just say, you don't have to say it out loud, but just on the inside, pray to the Lord. Lord, is there something that any little thing I'm holding against anyone, because that will hinder your faith. In other words, you'll be looking to God, but whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done it unto me, Jesus said. And if we don't have right relationship with other people whom God has created, whom he loves, then how can we be in right relationship with him, the God of love? In other words, you know, everyone, like we read in 1 John 4, everyone that loves is born of God. And so if we're not loving and if we have any little thing against someone, we're holding this, even if it's a little thing, it will, it'll hinder our relationship with the Lord and it'll hinder our faith. Or really, I should say, it'll hinder our fellowship with the Lord. You're still in relationship, but your fellowship is affected. And so we just want to like get rid of all that and, and just walk in the love of God toward every single person. And perfect love casts out all fear. Imagine that for yourself. Think of a time... Um, where you have messed up, where you've made a mistake. You might have to draw way back, or you might be able to think of like uh, just this morning. Mm -hmm. Just think of a moment when, you, when you've made a mistake and maybe towards a relationship uh, that you have. What was bombarding you? What was coming against you? And, and how did you feel? What, what were all these things coming against you? And would you rather have someone that comes right alongside you and says, hey, we're going to do this? with the power of the Lord and the love of Christ, we're going to get through this. Or would you rather have someone point at you saying, why'd you mess up? You always mess up. Well, I think we know the answer to that question. But many times if we don't think of our own selves in those situations, it's real easy to, to be short with other people and say, why'd you do that? I can't believe you did that. And, and really, um, that's not operating in the love of God. Perfect love casts out all fear. So this week... I encourage you, starting right now, you just endeavor to let the love of God dominate all of your relationships, every situation. And then remember, perfect love or love in its mature form casts out all fear. Not only for you, when you've made a mistake and you want to approach the Lord or you want to approach somebody else, because you can say, you know, God is on my side. I don't, it doesn't matter how this other person treats me. I'm going to make it right. Or if someone else has treated you wrongly, you know, when they're approaching you, that you just have this mature love, that you say, you know what, I don't want to say I told you so or I can't believe you treated me that way. But you just say, you know what, it's okay. <laughs> Jesus has forgiven me of so much. I am so happy to help you. It's not a big deal. We're going to get around this. We're going to get over this. And I love you with the love of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that you have sown into our hearts. Father, I pray that this word on love would find a deep-rooted uh, place within us. Father, that we allow your love to dominate us, that we live a life of love, just like Jesus did, and just exactly what you have given us, the substance of which you've given us to live our life from. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.